Hey everybody, welcome to uh, this week's edition of Here's the Deal. I'm glad that you're joining uh, me, whether you're watching on Facebook or you're listening to the podcast, either way, I'm glad that you're, you're tuning in. I want to encourage all of you that watch this on Facebook to go to uh, iTunes and uh, or podcasts, Apple Podcasts, go on there, go to Here's the Deal with Rick Countryman, hit the follow button, and then you will have the podcast, okay? And it's really important that you have the, the podcast, okay? But I don't care how you're, you're hearing this or how you're watching it, I'm just glad that you're tuning in. And it seems like I'm getting more and more and more emails and texts and all kinds of uh, communication from you. Uh, you seem to be enjoying the show, and I appreciate it. It seems like God is using it in a lot of your lives as we talk about different kinds of topics. Um, I know that um, uh, I know because you let me know that it's, 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 a, it's a tool that God is using in your life to encourage you. And so uh, I want to get right into today's uh, topic, and that is this, okay? Is Satan real? Are the demons real? And I've had a lot of you over the last, I don't know, five, six, seven weeks, you know, ask me questions about the demonic, about Satan, and... So I thought today we, we take 10 minutes or so and I'll do my best to unpack that answer for you. Are the demons real? Uh, is Satan real? Okay. So um, one of the things that's troubling to me as a pastor here in the United States of America is that in a recent study that Barna did, there was a large percentage of people who claimed to be followers of Jesus. They claimed to be disciples of the Lord, but they did not believe that Satan and the demons were, were real. And that was really, really troubling to me. Because I just want to come right out of the gate and say, yes, Satan is real, the demons are real, all throughout the scriptures, literally starting in Genesis chapter 3, throughout the entire rest of the Bible, all the way to the end of the book of Revelation, we, um, we, we are given data, we're given information uh, about Satan and about the, the demons, okay, he's absolutely real. As I said, it shows up from Genesis 3 all the way through the end of the Bible. And the Scriptures give us, the Holy Scriptures give us a whole bunch of, of, of information about the devil. When I was in Bible college, you know, a long, long time ago, I had a whole year on, on this subject. It was a demonology, okay? It was a whole year, and it wasn't even exhaustive in a whole year of Bible college. Okay, so in 10 minutes, this is not going to be an exhaustive, you know, look at the demons and Satan. But, but I do want to at least give you a, a few thoughts that you can, you know, kind of rattle around your brain, some things that you can look up. 
our brother Peter in the New Testament in 1 Peter uh, chapter 5 said this. And he, he's, he's talking to us. He says, hey, be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So here we have Peter who's telling us through the scriptures that we need to be careful. We need to be alert. We need to be sober. Uh, uh, we need to be self-controlled because we have an enemy. In fact, I think it's really interesting how he uses the term, your enemy. He makes it very personal. He doesn't say that Satan is the, uh, the pastor's enemy. He doesn't say that Satan is the church's enemy. He doesn't say that Satan is the missionary's enemy. He doesn't say that Satan is Christ's enemy. Though those are all true. He makes it very personal when he says, your enemy. In other words, you have an enemy. He's real. It's Satan. And it doesn't matter whether you're a pastor, whether you're a missionary, um, you know, whether you're a leader in a church. It, it, it doesn't matter. You have an enemy. And Peter wanted us all to know and understand that. So let me give you just a couple of thoughts. Basic thoughts about our enemy. Basic thoughts about Satan, okay? And the first thing I want you to know and understand is that God created Satan. His name was Lucifer in the scriptures. Okay, God's the one who created him. We see him in Genesis 3, as I said already. We see him in Matthew chapter 4, right? The, the, the devil, Satan, is actually tempting uh, Jesus. Obviously, one of the most famous passages uh, in all of scriptures, you know, Job Job chapter 1 and 2, where we see the, 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 the devil, the enemy, interfacing with, with Job. But I want you to understand that Satan was created by God. Listen to what Paul says in Colossians chapter 1 and in verse 15. He says, Christ, Jesus Christ, is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through Him, through Jesus, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He, Jesus, made the things that we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones and kingdoms and rulers and authorities and the unseen world. Everything was created through Him and for Him. And so, Satan, Lucifer, was actually created by God. Okay, he just isn't, he just is not some other God out there. No, God created him. But the second thing you need to understand is that God created Satan good. He created Lucifer good. In 1 John chapter 1 and verse 5, it says, This is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you that God is light and there is no darkness in Him at all. So there's no way that God would create, you know, this, this crummy, evil, wicked, demonic angel, okay? The, the bottom line is, is that God created Satan. He's absolutely real. 
And God created Satan good. Okay, but that brings us to the third thing I want you to know about Satan. And that is that Satan rebelled against God. Obviously, there, there, there came a moment when this angelic being, Lucifer, who God created, and God you know, created him good, and God had a plan and a purpose for this great angel. He sins against God. He rebels against God. And I think we see that rebellion in Isaiah chapter 14. And I think we also get another glimpse of that fall in uh, Ezekiel chapter 28. And you can look those things up and you can read about the, the, the fall of Satan. So, so three things I've given you so far, right? Number one, Satan was created by God. Number two, Satan was created good. And number three, obviously there came a moment when Satan rebelled against God. And by the way, when he rebelled against God, somehow Satan was able to deceive. The, the Bible seems to indicate about one-third of all of the angels that God created. And we don't know how many he created. We have no idea. We just know he created hundreds and hundreds and thousands and maybe millions of angels. We don't really know. But when Satan rebelled against God, he was able to deceive a third of those angels and they all left and basically followed Satan. And guess what? They all became the demons that we know of. Number four, I want you to understand that Satan is very powerful. You, you, you can't miss the, the power that God allows Satan to have. You see his power in Genesis 3 when he deceives Eve and he literally, you know, somehow got Adam to eat the fruit, right? Whatever that fruit was. We, we see his, um, his power in, in Job chapter 1 and 2. God allows Satan to uh, really do some crummy things to Job. You, you, you see it. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 tells us that Satan is the God of this age. That's a small g. I mean, God has allowed this angel that he created that rebelled against him to have a lot of, of authority. I love what 1 John chapter 5 says. We know that we are children of God and the world around us is under the control of the evil one. That's how powerful he is. That's a piece of data that every Christian needs to know and understand. That while we're down here on this planet, Satan is very powerful. He's given some, some juice, if you will, uh, from God. But I also want you to know that Satan's just pure evil. That, that, that's all he is. He, he is evil. There is no good in him whatsoever. And all he wants to do is destroy your life. That's all he wants to do. He wants to destroy your family. He wants to destroy your marriage. He wants to destroy, you know, the, 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 your, your business. He wants to destroy the church. He, he, it's all he wants to do is mess up your life. 
And he has his PhD in doing it. In fact, last night when you went to bed and you laid your head on your pillow and, man, you were in la-la land, you were dreaming or whatever it is you were doing, he didn't sleep. And neither did his demons. They literally are just, you know, up all night long, if you will, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, trying to figure out how to mess up your life. And you need to be aware of that. So, so he is pure evil. And, and number six, and it kind of goes to what I just said, uh, Satan hates the new you. He liked the old you. He liked the, the old you who didn't know Jesus. He liked the old you who wasn't a follower of Christ. He liked the old you who didn't believe and follow the Scriptures. He, he liked that you. But as soon as you gave your life to Christ, as soon as you repented of your sin and became a follower of Jesus, a disciple of Jesus, at the moment you invited Him into your life and His Holy Spirit came into your life and all of a sudden His will, the Scriptures, became your will, wow! He, he was okay with the old you. But now that you're the new you, now that you know old things have passed away and all things become new, I want you to know, man, he doesn't like you at all. In fact, Jesus said this about Satan in John chapter 10. He said, the thief's purpose, the devil's purpose, the demon's purpose, Satan's purpose is to kill, steal, and destroy. That's John 10.10. 10. That's, that's, his, that's his job description for your life. It's all he wants to do is just, just kill and destroy and mess up and goof up all the wonderful things that God has planned for you, your life, your family, your children, whatever it might be, your parents, your grandparents, your grandkids. That's all he wants. That, that's his purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. And he's really good at what he does. As I said, he, he's got his Ph.D. in doing that. But Jesus goes on to say in John 10, my purpose is to give them, you, a rich and satisfying life. Wow. You see the, 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 the difference? And I know some of you are wondering, why did God allow, you know, Lucifer, this angel that he created, this angel that he created good, why did he allow him to rebel? Well, the only thing I can tell you is this is that angels are much like us in that they had a, a free will to choose whether they were going to follow the, the God that created them and serve the God that created them and bow down and worship the God that created them or they were just going to say, no, I'm not doing it. I, I, I want to be like you. That's what, that's what Lucifer did. That's what, that, that's what Satan did. He said, no, I'm not going to bow down to you, Jesus. I'm not going to bow down to you. I'm not going to worship you. I'm not going to serve you. I want to be like you. And he was thrown out of glory. And no longer was, was he one of God's majestic angels. He became one of, one of uh, the, the leader of the demonic is what he became. And guess what? You and I have been given a free will, at least as it relates to our salvation. And we can make a decision, am, am I going to 
follow Jesus? Am I going to serve Jesus? Am I going to bow down to Jesus? Am I going to worship Him? Am I, am I going to allow Him to be the Lord of my life? Am I going to allow His Word to be the will for my life? Or are you going to say, no, I'm not going to serve Jesus. I'm not going to honor Jesus. I'm not going to worship Jesus. I don't care what the Bible says. I'm going to live life my own way. I'm going to be the CEO of my own life. See, we all have to make those decisions. The difference for you and I is you can repent of your sin and say, Jesus, I need you. And you can do it right now. You can repent of your sin and say, man, I'm so sorry, God, for how I've lived and I give my life to you right now. The devil and the demons, they can't do that. Redemption is not available for them. God didn't make it a, a, um, a part of their you, you know, consciousness. They can't repent. They can't say, God, I'm sorry, I want to follow you now. I blew it. I should have never followed Satan. Once they made their decision, it was over and done with. But not true for us as human beings. We have the ability to repent, and that might be what you want to do right now. So listen, there's a few thoughts about Satan, the demons. I hope it stirs up some thoughts in your mind. Don't forget to hit share, get it out there, go get the podcast and all that kind of stuff. And I'll see you uh, next week on Here's a Deal with Rick Countryman.